Hey friend, you're in for a great show today. Just in time for the holidays, today we are going to talk about creating your own family traditions. And then I'm going to be answering a question about gifts and giving you a great list of gifts for all the kids on your list. So listen in. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I'm thrilled to spend some time chatting with you and bring an inspiration, encouragement, and joy to your day. I'm a mom of eight kids, and I believe that motherhood is the greatest calling in the world. It is holy kingdom work, and God has not only called us, but also equipped us for this valiant mission raising and training the next generation of mighty men and women of God. Every week, I will encourage, inspire, and equip you to really rejoice in the glorious God-given calling of motherhood. At the end of each episode, I'll answer your questions and share tips and lifesavers that I've learned and keep learning as I raise my tribe. So come on, let's get started. Hey, so glad to have you here today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am back from my break with some new content and I am so excited to be with you and to be back connecting and just getting to talk about Christmas stuff and all the things that are going on. Um, and as we're getting ready for Christmas, I was talking with a friend of mine and she asked me a question and that was, how do you create family traditions when you don't have your extended family nearby? Now I understand this because my family has been in a different state from me since the time I got married. So all of my marriage, I haven't been with my family. My husband's family was in the area and we did some things with them and we would do some things with my family as well. But there was just this whole new family that we were creating with my husband and myself. And so today let's talk about that. So you have traditions growing up and so did your husband. And when you have your own family, you get to decide which ones of those you want to keep doing with your kids and which ones you want to create new for your own little family. And the traditions that you have as a new family are not going to all be the same ones that you had when you were a kid. Some of them might be the same, and some of them might be the same as your husband does. But how do we, how do we make this into something that's really special and that flows and that fits with your family? Because you can make some new ones. So let's today, we're going to talk about how to create your own traditions. The first thing is to decide what is important to you and to your husband. Do you want a lot of things to do? Do you only want to do a few things? Do you want your traditions centered around events or centered around food or centered around people or certain people? Are there some of your childhood traditions that are special enough that you want to make them happen with your kids? You know, you can always try them and see if they fit your family. And then don't be afraid to let go of what just doesn't work. I have a story for you. 
When I was a kid, all of my growing up years and into my teens, my parents on Christmas Eve would have us do a little nativity play. It was super, super simple. We would just dress up in different parts from the nativity story with whatever stuff we had around the house. And my mom or dad would read the scripture out of Luke 2. And my brother and I would be Mary and Joseph walking across the living room to Bethlehem. And my baby sister was in her little angel onesie, being an angel up in the air with the shepherds holding her up there. And it was just so much fun. It was such a delightful tradition that we did every single year. And we even invited another family over to do it with us uh, a handful of times. And whoever was in our home for Christmas Eve was in the play. So my uncles, my grandpa, my grandma, just anybody who was around got to be in the Christmas play. And it so it was a big deal for our family. It was something that we did every single year. So fast forward to me being married and having a couple little kids. And I thought maybe we should do that nativity play. But you know what? My husband really wasn't into it. It was just not his kind of thing. And so we decided that we would do something else instead. We would do other things on Christmas Eve instead of that little play. And so now we don't do it at our house, but a few times when we've gone to my family's house, we've done it with them. And so that's kind of their tradition that they continue once in a while. We don't do it every year anymore, but they have kind of shifted that. And so sometimes we'll do it with them. And at our house, we do other things. So you can always adjust and change and do the things that make sense for your family. Something else that my husband's family often did was in a town nearby, there was a big, like kind of a festival parade Christmas thing and the evenings and it was really, really fun. And like everybody from the area goes to it and it happens like every single night the entire month of December. It's pretty spectacular. And, you know, we tried to make that a tradition in our family and it did not work. Like we just could not get it together. It wasn't as fun for our family as it as it was for everybody else. Apparently, like they, we have so many friends who that's like their big thing. They love to do at Christmas. And for us, it was always just too much. It was too either too hard, too loud. Our kids really didn't like parades when they were small, and it just wasn't fun for the, for us. And so we decided, you know what? Let's not do that. Let's do something else. Now, I have to tell you, some of the best and most fun and best sticking traditions that we have in our family started by accident. For example, I love driving around and looking at Christmas lights. I just think that is absolutely so fun. And it's such an exciting thing for me to be able to like see all the lights. It just fits my personality. I just love seeing all the creativity and I love the pretty colors and all of that stuff. And so we always would try to take our kids to see Christmas lights at some point in the season. Well, one particular year, I don't know, probably like five or six years ago, we just had not had time to drive around and look at lights. And so Christmas Eve, we 
put our kids in their pajamas and then we just threw them in the van in their pajamas and drove around our neighborhood and looked at all the lights. And it was so fun. The kids loved it. I mean, think back to when you were a kid, being in the car in your pajamas, at least for me, was like such a fun change, such a fun experience. And so our kids are in their jammies. We stick them in the car, like no special treats, no special hot chocolate, no nothing. Just get in the car in your pajamas. Let's go look at Christmas lights. And then the next year, the kids were like, are we going to go look at Christmas lights in our pajamas again? And so we were like, uh, yeah, we are. And so it's just kind of become this thing where they get pajamas on Christmas Eve We put them in the car and then they drive around and look at Christmas lights. And it is a fun tradition that really worked for us and it has stuck. So I would suggest to you to see what traditions naturally emerge as you have holidays with your little family. Some things might just be one-offs and some things will stick like the Christmas Eve pajamas and driving around in the car. So some of the other fun things that have stuck with us are that whenever we have our first snow day, which I know not everybody has snow, but you can figure out what, (laughs) like what kind of event you want to make around some special thing. So we would, I was just, I would just make the kids hot chocolate when we have the first snow day. Um, We've started putting together, making gingerbread houses on Thanksgiving day. Sometimes in the morning when there's kind of like that long pause before, before you have your big meal, we'll be like, Hey kids, make some gingerbread houses. And sometimes I buy the ones that are already made and all they have to do is decorate them. And sometimes this year I got a little kit that had like five tiny little houses and they had to build them. And so they did them with the friends that we had over after the meal. And it was really fun. Um, There was a church in our area that had a light show at Christmas and all synchronized with music and stuff. And so that was something that we did one time. And then it just, it worked for us to go the next year and it worked for us to go the year after that. And where the parade thing didn't work out, the Christmas light show did. And so that was really fun. I just also want to encourage you that it is okay to let go of things or adjust traditions as your life seasons change. This year we are moving. So some of our traditions are going to be different. Sometimes we have a new baby. Sometimes the kids are getting older and we have to adjust and that's okay. Traditions are supposed to be for you. We don't have to serve the traditions. The traditions have to serve us. And if they ever stop serving us, we are free to just enjoy and be thankful for the times that we got to do them and move on into something that is going to work for our family in that season. Hey, it's question time. Our question today is, what are your favorite toys for each age? I thought this would be a fun question to answer around Christmas time because I can give you a Christmas list. And so I want you to go to my website, kirstenvossler.com forward slash gifts, and you will find this list and more, a whole bunch of things I've compiled 
so that you can see what these things are and get some gift ideas for your kids, for other kids that you need to buy for, or just gifts that you're interested in giving people that sound like fun. So I'm going to break it down into some general age brackets, and I'm going to tell you how I think about the kinds of gifts I like to give each age bracket. So if it, if this sounds good to you, go ahead and use whatever you'd like out of here. So let's start with babies. For babies, babies need things to chew and things to whack and they need discovery of the sensory world. So the kinds of things I like to give babies have to do with that. B- besides the things that are just fun to give them because they're cute, right? So I have a brand that I love that makes these beautiful silicone teethers and pacifiers, and it's called Ryan and Rose. And you can find her on Instagram at Ryan and Rose. And she has a website, ryanandrose.co. And what I love to give babies as gifts are the cutie teethers. They're a silicone ring with a tiny little rattle in them. And they are so perfect for little tiny hands. My kid, my babies always are early teethers. And so having a teether, like a teething ring that's tiny enough for them to hold is so nice. Now, this is also great for toddlers. They, they're they just the perfect size. And they also have a really fun thing that's called a cutie bit. And it's almost like a pacifier with two handles on the sides. And so that's really tiny. And you can actually have it on a pacifier clip that hangs on their clothes. And it's just a really easy little teether. And it's very cute. And another fun thing from Ryan and Rose are their cutie tensils. Now, these are so creative. It is a baby silverware. It's like a a utensil. That's why it's called a cutie tensil. And on one end is like a little fork. And on the other end is a spoon, but the whole thing is made out of silicone. So it can act as a teether. It is great for just a toy to kind of like hold onto and whack at things. And the spoon is just the exact perfect size for a baby, a bite for a baby. It's just such a great, such a great product. Another thing I love to give babies is a super, super soft blanket. And you're going to find a link to one of my favorites over at kirstenbosser.com slash gifts. I also love to give lullaby CDs. The one that I'm going to link for you is one that we've used with our kids and it is just beautiful. It's all original songs. They're just sweet and beautiful and so um, like uplifting and Jesus focused. And I love that. Okay, let's move on to toddlers. Toddlers need things to move. They need things that are easy to hold and things that affirm their personhood because toddlers are just kind of coming into this understanding of who they are as little people. So some fun things are like a little bouncy horse. These things are so much fun. They also have like a ball version, but the horse version is just so cute. And they're inflatable. They just sit on them and like hold on the little ears and they can jump, jump, jump. They're great because they work indoors or outside. And where I live, it's we have a lot of inside time in the winter. And so anything that gets some energy you know, flowing out in the winter time is great in my book. So bouncy horse, 
Of course, a baby doll is such a good gift for a toddler. They're just in this sweet, sweet stage of starting to want to nurture things. And that's a really fun gift. I love toddler to give toddlers colorful board books. And you're going to find some of my favorites linked in that list as well. And another fun thing is a bubble machine. You can just turn on a bubble machine and it just goes and goes and goes. And you don't have to spend all of your breath (laughs) blowing bubbles and they will have so much fun with that. Preschool and kindergartners. I like to give preschoolers and kindergartners, so I'm talking about like ages like mm, three, four up through like age six, things to start using their imagination, things that use their big motor skills and develop their big motor skills and that spark their curiosity. We got my son for his birthday this year. He wanted a bug vacuum. Have you ever heard of a bug vacuum? Well, we found one and it is the coolest coolest toy for him. He just turned six, but also my three-year-old adores this little machine as well. It's just a tiny, tiny little vacuum and it's, you can suck a little bug up inside of it and then it actually unscrews and you can, it has a little magnifying glass in there. So you can look closely at the bug that you just caught. It's pretty fun. They've had a lot of fun playing with that. Um, foam airplanes. Now, There's a special one that I'm going to link for you. And these airplanes, they're about the size of a regular paper airplane, Um, but they're made out of foam. And this particular kind of foam is basically indestructible. Like babies have chewed on these. They've, people have sat on them. They've been in the car and gotten stepped on and they do not break. So they are not regular styrofoam because we've had many styrofoam airplanes and they always break so quickly and it's so disappointing. But these ones are essentially indestructible and they fly really well. A punching bag is a really fun gift for this age because they're continuing to develop those big motor skills and it's so helpful for them to be able to get a lot of that energy out. I like the magnetic wooden paper dolls. They're not actually paper dolls. They're made out of wood and they're magnetic, but they have magnetic clothes and you can stick the clothes onto the people and make all different kinds of outfits. And it's super fun for both boys and girls. Another thing that's great for this age group is I spy books. Now these have a picture of the whole bunch of things on a page. And then there will be some kind of a little quote or a quip at the bottom of the page that will tell you what to look for. And so you have to just search and search and search these pages and look for this stuff. And so it really um, is good for their awareness and for them to be able to start learning like how to really pay attention to stuff, but in such a fun, delightful way. And they can just skim through and look at the pictures themselves because they're so interesting. There's so many little details and little things. And I'm always amazed at how well my little kids can find this stuff. It's pretty incredible. Let's move on to elementary age kids. So these kids are from the ages of like maybe six to 10 or 12. And for this age, I like to get things that are going to engage their imagination and their fine motor skills. So things like a stomp rocket 
or a Velcro ball and mitt where they're able to like work on that hand-eye coordination. Some book series that are so good for this age are the Little House on the Prairie series. Those were my absolute favorites growing up. I devour that series. Probably read it like 10 or 12 times. The Green Ember series is a great series. And the Trailblazer series is a really fun series that I read as a kid and my kids have rediscovered. So it's a biography of a missionary or a Christian leader. And then there will be a fictional character woven into the story. And they're just really fun. Simple Cross Stitch is fun for girls and for boys. My kids like to cross-stitch, and sometimes they'll do that when we're doing our read-alouds. It's a real creative way for them to be able to use their hands and follow a pattern, and you can find those a lot of places, and they, can, they don't have to be hard. They're pretty simple. Legos. Legos, of course. <laughs> Playmobil is another fun one. If your kids are more into the playing side than the building side, Playmobil might be a good option for them. My girls at this age love to play with American Girl dolls where they can pose them and they can change their clothes and they can do their little life things (laughs) with their dolls. It's very fun. Also at this age, I feel like this is a great time to get them their very own real Bible. I love Bible storybooks, especially for young children, but there's something about having their very own Bible that is really special when they can read well, and then they get their own Bible. They can start really reading the word of God for themselves. It's very cool. Okay. Middle school slash junior high. So for this age, I love things that will encourage them into young adulthood while still keeping the kind of magic of their childhood. So again, a Bible is a great gift for this age group as well. And then some some fun things like an adult coloring book. Books that I love for this age are the, the Chronicles of Narnia series. So, so good. Great for the imagination, starting these kids to understanding kind of the bigger concepts of the kingdom of God and understanding how analogies work. Anyway, they're really great. Um, Craft kits are really fun for this age group and model kits. And of course, Lego again. Now let's talk about high schoolers. For high schoolers, I love to get them things that will inspire them to take their place in the world. Some books that are really good are um, books written by G.A. Henty. He is a writer from, I I believe, the early 1900s and just wrote a lot of fabulous historical fiction with very strong heroes. I loved reading them when I was a teenager, and they are great for boys and girls as well. Other ideas for books are things like Lord of the Rings. I think it would be fun for this age group to have some kind of like an online class about a hobby that they're interested in. And a journal is always a great thing to get them and maybe a nice pen or some fun stickers or something that they can do that with. Um, And then of course, there's the techie stuff that they like. And I'm not a super techie person as far as gift giving, but one thing that everybody likes is earbuds. (laughs) So you can check out this complete list and a bunch of other ideas that I've compiled at kirstenbossler.com forward slash gifts. So I hope that is helpful to you. And hey, would you leave me a message on Instagram? Come over to the post about this 
about this topic and share with me what are some of your favorite kinds of things to give to these different age groups. I would love to hear about it. So my friends, as we move into the Christmas season, just begin to prepare your heart and your family for these traditions that you're going to create with them. I bless you with the creativity of the Holy Spirit to create traditions that will bless your family and bring joy and life into your home. Have a great week, and I will see you back here next week, same time, same place. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Rejoicing in Motherhood. You will find show notes and more encouragement on this topic at kirstenvossler.com. Have a wonderful week, and remember, everything in this life is holy kingdom work. You are doing it, friend. You make the very heart of God rejoice. Keep going. I love you lots, and I'll talk to you again very soon.